This is the Main Money Show with Craig Dixon from Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Craig Dixon provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here's Craig Dixon on The Main Money Show. Good morning, Maine. Welcome to The Main Money Show with me, Craig Dixon from Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group. And if you'd like to contact us, you can give us a call at 855-MAKE-SENSE, that's SENSE with an S, or you can visit one of our two websites, theinvestmentexecutives.org or themainmoneyshow.com. But listen up, everybody. Stay tuned because later on in the show, we're going to have a special offer for you, so don't change that dial. And today, we are going to talk about um, financial literacy and how important it is when it comes to making plans for you and your future and your family's future. But I'd like to... Uh, introduce my co-host Tony Shore who's here with me for for this show and every show and uh, see how Tony's doing how you doing Tony well I'm doing great I just I'm trying to prepare to keep you on track for today's show Craig and uh, uh, really I'm just along for the ride you're a great teacher you bring the advice and the information and the knowledge and I just I watch the clock and try to keep you in line thanks I appreciate right? it someone's got to <laughs> who, who better than you to do it so well yeah yeah of course, of but course. Craig, <laughs> of course, uh, but Craig, I've been good, had a crazy week. My son is home from college nice. and so, you know, that's a whole, you know, another person in the house and uh, expense and dealing with that, which is fine. We missed him. Good <laughs> yeah. to have him back. I'm not complaining. Yeah, it's a, I know well, it might I'm not sound sure. It like sounds like it. you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, my wallet's complaining. Yeah. <laughs> Very loudly. We're getting him out there. Oh, he's shoot. he's getting a job. So, yeah. uh, But no, I'm doing great. How about you? Doing great as well. Things are going amazing over here. And like I, like I tell you every time, it seems like we're always doing improvements and updating and making things better. But we just uh, moved in some new furniture in the office. And we're oh, nice. really spiffing it up and classing it up. It looks really nice. We, I think I told you last time we put in a couple walls to kind of segment the office a little more. So it's it's really looking looking good. Spiffy. I can't wait to see it. I got to I got to hop on over there. Yeah. And uh, and check and check it out. So uh, now this show today, you said we're going to talk about financial literacy, which um, I'm like, hold up, hold up. Uh, what do you mean by that? Explain what you mean by financial literacy. Well, make sure the terms are right. You want to say, you know, financial literacy, you want to be financially literate, not obliterate. You don't want to blow everything up if you know what I mean. What's, fi so. what's financially obliterate? What does that mean? <laughs> That's when you're uh, blowing up all your finances. You're ruining it. You're wrecking things. Or, so, so financially literate, not financially obliterate. Well, that's the difference between a client of yours and somebody who isn't a client of yours. Very true. Very true. If you're a client of yours, you're going to be financially literate because uh, you're the one that helps keep people on track with their finances and educate them on the strategies and things they can use to grow their money and make sure they have enough to make it through retirement. Isn't that basically what you do for your clients? Exactly. And people worry about running out of money. And that is one of our prime focal points is make sure they have income that lasts a lifetime. So 
it's that's it's good. Yeah. But what do you mean by financial literacy? Oh, you want me to answer the question? All right, all right. I eventually. Uh, I will. I will. Uh, well, no rush. <laughs> you know, having financial literacy means that you, um, you know, you possess the knowledge, uh, I guess, the skills and and the confidence too that you need in order to make sound financial decisions that fit your unique situation. And a lot of people think that the cornerstones of personal finance are um, budgeting, uh, avoiding and managing debt and diversification, but you really need fluency in order to achieve a rewarding and secure um, financial life. So people often spend a significant amount of time, money and energy focusing on obviously getting their job, but they don't carefully consider how they'll manage the money that they receive from that job once they're kind of in the trenches and working day to day. And, and in the same way, you might be an expert in like uh, 70s rock, which I know you are, craft yep. beer or vintage yep. cars like Jay Leno. You know, you Two should be- Two out of three ain't bad. I got the, I'm really into, you know, my thing is music and, and rock music, yeah. 70s, 80s. Uh, I am an expert in that and really uh, focus a lot on that. I'm very literate when it comes to that. And, and movies uh, craft- too. And craft beer and movies. Yeah, well, those yeah. are my three loves right there. I mean, besides the wife and kids, of course. <laughs> but um, but uh, is it a problem that I'm more financially literate uh, regarding 70s rock than I am financially literate? Well, it could be, Tony. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know to what degree you are literate in uh, finances. I know you're, you're pretty wise because you're telling me stuff on the show that uh, – you know, I've coached you on that you've kind of grasped onto and held yep. onto and worked through with your personal stuff. So, well, you're a good um, teacher, that's thanks, for sure. Thanks. But do you yeah. think uh, this lack of financial literacy is a widespread issue? Um, that's a great question, Tony. Uh, I I think generally speaking, it is just because we see, um, in our school systems, it's just not there anymore. And and since starting in the financial industry, I've come across people who you know, despite their hard work, still feel like their finances don't reflect their efforts. So they're, you're always digging out of the hole, so to speak, you know, and the amount of money you're making, you know, it's not what determines your financial future. It's more about how solid your plan is and how well you stick to that plan and how disciplined you are in that plan. And I mean, I've seen individuals who are drowning in credit card debt, but have a six figure salary. Go figure that out. So I think it comes down to the old adage of, you know, you got to live below your means on, but you know, on the other hand, there are, uh, there are those with like modest incomes or low income and no debt and strong investments. And those are the people that are really have figured out their plan and are doing a good job sticking to it, following to it and, you know, pushing all the way through it. So, more income doesn't necessarily translate to a better financial situation. And we see that all the time. I mean, you hear about, um, I'm not sure if you read the book, The Millionaire Next Door, but oh, it, yeah. Talks, yeah, it yeah. talks just about that, where somebody who has the big house and the shiny cars behind the scenes isn't really doing as well as the guy with the modest house or regular old little truck. And, you know, I, you'd be amazed at the amount of people in Maine who live that humble life, who when, when I go and visit them, it's like, holy cow, they, you know, they got half a million, million dollars or whatever, because they really, they really are living below their means and they really do have a plan to accumulate that wealth. Well, and I think that that's a great point. Uh, it's an interesting concept. Talk a little bit more about that, about the difference between those two types of people. Yeah, I think it, uh, you know, it comes down to education that they've received regarding finance, whether it be from um, some sort of class they've taken in college or whatnot, or whether it's like a, a family thing that's been going on for generations where 
the parents just continually pass down that knowledge. But of course, everyone you know would like to make smart financial decisions that will position them correctly for the future. But many have never really been given the opportunity to learn how. And according to a Fortune article that I was reading, nearly two thirds of Americans can't pass a basic test of finan- uh, basic test of financial literacy. And the lack of financial literacy wow. in our country has even led to the government to designating April as National Financial Literacy Month. I don't know. They oh. designated the month, and it's been that wow. way for over a decade, but I don't know exactly what they're it's doing. Accomplished. To, it hasn't really accomplished a lot, I don't think. Well, it's accomplished having a month that's National Finan- Financial Literacy Month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it hasn't changed probably. It hasn't helped improve financial literacy. Well, at least not that I know of. Um, but just how bad is our financial literacy in America? Well, to put it into perspective, um, about 44% of Americans don't have enough cash to cover a as little as a $400 emergency. And that's according to a Forbes article about how badly America is failing at financial literacy. And and then the median out-of-pocket cost for an emergency medical expense is 1000 bucks, according to a Federal Reserve annual survey. So that means that almost half of Americans are, are one incident, just one bad thing in their lives away from receiving a bill in the mail that they, they can't afford to cover. So it may be harder to imagine right now since the job market's strong, um, not a lot of unemployment, but imagine the setback an individual would have if they were to, um, to lose their job with less than 400 in their account. And it all ties back to understanding the importance of an emergency fund and having a better grasp you know, on your financial sense, your financial common sense. And another statistic that sheds light on our financial know-how in America is that <clears throat> about 43% of those with student loans aren't making payments. So more than 16 million people in the U.S. have a master's degree. That's about 8% of the population. And master's degrees have become a, you know, about a commonplace, they're about as commonplace as a bachelor's degree were in the 60s. So a lot of people are getting master's more and more um, as we see the generations pass. But with that popularity comes a growing number of individuals have to put off paying those student loans and that student loan debt. And and granted, the, the rising costs of tuition play a key role in in graduates struggling to pay off loans. But I think overall it would help students to have a better understanding of how repayment plans look after graduating. And I know some colleges have courses that you have to take or, you know, mini courses that'll help you in paying off your loan before you get loans and things like that. They're trying to do a better job. I don't know if they're going to understand the amount of large debt they're going to have after four years of college. So it may help them make more informed decisions about their degrees and education options and maybe make smarter options towards school, maybe starting at a smaller, less expensive school and then transferring those credits up to a school that they feel is um, more worthy, I guess, or something they could be more proud of with the name that they're displaying on their diploma. So there are ways to do it and save money. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's important. Now, unfortunately, we need to take a quick break now. Is there anything you want to add before we do? Yeah, I want to encourage all the listeners, whether you know you are confident in your financial literacy or you feel like it's that you're financially obliterate, or if you aren't even sure how compounding interest works, we're here to help so you don't blow up those financial plans. And if you stay tuned, um, we'll talk more about how you can gain confidence in your finances and get the ball moving and start coming up with a plan. And in the meantime, you can visit my website, theinvestmentexecutives.org, or you can call my uh, office, 855-625-3736. More than happy to answer any questions you may have. And as always, we do a complimentary consultation to kind of get the ball rolling and get you headed in the right direction. Yeah. 
I think that's great and a great offer for our listeners out there. Give that phone number and web address one more time. Yep. Phone number is 855-625-3736. And one of our two websites, theinvestmentexecutives.org or themainmoneyshow.com. All right. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Craig Dixon here on The Main Money Show. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy, call our office at 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit us at theinvestmentexecutives.org to learn more. And welcome back to The Main Money Show with me, Craig Dixon from Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group, along with our co-host, Tony Shore. And the title of this show, in case you missed it in our first segment, is Are You Financially Literate? And in the first segment of the show, Tony and I talked about the importance of financial literacy and shared a few stats that shed light on how many Americans lack it. And one of those was the alarming amount of Americans that don't have enough cash to cover a $400 unexpected emergency. And the other was that almost half of Americans with student loans are making no payments toward their loans. You want to talk about the next wave of uh, financial burden or financial uh, destruction in the U.S. It's going to be student loans. Financial obliteration. Financial obliteration, yes. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's not not good. I I appreciate the recap, but are there any other areas then we need to talk about that might give us an indication as to whether or not we have financial literacy? Well, um, another issue to consider is credit card debt. We hear about it a lot. We see it a lot. It's always in our face. We're always getting offers in the mail. We're always getting the opportunity to roll it to another one and another one with zero interest. But um, it is really a big problem for people, and it, it does create a burden. And I've seen it happen time and time again where people are draining IRAs, uh, leveraging the equity in their homes to pay off high-interest credit card debts, and you just don't want to get there. But um, I was reading... a. Uh, a study from Value Penguin, 38% of households in the U.S. have credit card debt. And they also found that the average household has a credit card debt of about 5700 And if you ask me, that's 5700 too much. I don't think people should really carry credit card debt. It should be more like a um, month-to-month where you charge your card, maybe get the rewards, and then you pay it off at the end of the month. But too many people carry it with them for too long and pay too much interest. And the interest that accrues while maintaining credit card debt can be incredibly damaging to your financial situation often increasing the amount you'll ultimately pay toward that purchase. So many people with credit card debt, are they're, um, they're unaware that they're paying so much in interest. They don't think about it. They just make that monthly payment. And more importantly, you know, there are strategies that can help them reduce their interest amounts on those credit cards. So it's important to know those as well. Wow. Well, yeah, credit card debt is <clears throat> not good and nobody wants to have credit card debt. But for those who find themselves in that hole, I know it's encouraging to have strategies to, to help recover, right? Yeah, certainly. It's, uh, it's It just comes down to having a budget and repayment plan in place and sticking to it. My last area of financial literacy or, or lack thereof, I should say, is in the retirement realm. Go Banking Rates conducted a survey of millennials, Generation Xers, and baby boomers asking how much they had saved for retirement. And the results were bleak. <laughs> and revealed that many people are not on the right track to covering their expenses in retirement. In fact, they found that 56% of Americans have less than 10,000 
save for their golden years. That doesn't sound so golden to me, does it to you, Tony? No, no, that doesn't sound golden to me either. I mean, what do you think is the reasoning behind this, uh, behind the failure to plan for the future that it seems like so many people have? Um, stress, I think, you know, retirement planning can be overwhelming. There's no denying that, especially when the future always seems further away than it actually is. It always kind of, kind of creeps up on us. And, and the feeling of discouragement may stem from a lack of education regarding the importance of financial planning when it comes to retirement. So, um, granted that, you know, that, that might not be everyone. And I know it's not everyone, but I know a few people who have said that they don't feel it's uh, quote unquote worth it to open up a retirement account because their employer doesn't match or that the hassle of rolling over funds with any job change is less than appealing. It just seems so daunting and so frustrating to them. And it's just something they don't want to deal with on a daily basis. So, Yeah. Yeah. And, and nobody wants us to have to deal with it, but, uh, you know, I think this is a real problem. A lot of people do fail to plan, right? Mm, yeah, absolutely. They do fail to plan and it happens more often than it should. And I think if you can just get something rolling, like I think I've told you a few times, I have a number of clients who are like in their 20s or 30s and I just get them set up doing $50 a month just to get them moving in the right direction. And I think once they see that uh, coming out of their checking account, they hardly even notice it. And then, you know, a couple of years later down the road, they're sitting pretty with a few thousand dollars in their account that they otherwise wouldn't have. Yeah. Yep. I, I think that's important for all of us. Now, we're almost out of time for this segment. Do you have anything you'd like to share with us before we take another short break here? As always, yep. Um, I guess regardless of how overwhelmed or uncertain you feel when it comes to your finances, it's like incredibly important that you begin to put together a retirement plan as soon as possible in your 20s, hopefully, um, right, af right after college when you get your first job. But our goal here at Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group is to cut through the industry jargon, um, all the financial misconceptions and uncertainties you may have and help you accomplish your income goals. And we work hard to set people like you up with the tools and accounts to help you succeed in your retirement, regardless of what phase you are in life and regardless of what income level you have and regardless of whether you think you need to start financial planning or not, you do. You know, whether you need help managing your debt and devising a repayment plan or want help creating a personalized strategy for your retirement, we're always here for you. Um, if you or someone you know would like help in this realm, Feel free to uh, visit my website, theinvestmentexecutives.org, or as always, call my office, 855-MAKE-SENSE, and that's sense with an S. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I appreciate you extending that offer for our listeners. Uh, give the phone number one more time, just the numbers, in case so they don't get confused. Yeah, it's 855-625-3736. Yeah, call and set up a complimentary, there's no cost, no obligation consultation, and I know, uh, you know what, you're going to sit down with them, uh, Craig, and have a talk with them. It's really casual and you'll learn something. So uh, there's no cost or obligation. Pick up the phone, give Craig a call. He's a great guy to talk to. Now, stay tuned because we're going to be right back to continue this discussion about your financial literacy with our host, Craig Dixon, here on The Main Money Show. 
The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call Craig Dixon at Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit us at theinvestmentexecutives.org. And welcome back to our last segment for this episode of The Main Money Show with the man himself, Craig Dixon. And Craig, you've been talking about some of the ways people may be financially literate or may not be and things people struggle with. Uh, the shocking amount of Americans that don't uh, even have enough saved up to cover a $400 emergency. That's scary. Mm. And people who are taking steps to repay their student loans, uh, the prevalence of credit card debt among American households, and finally, the amount of people who don't have anything saved for retirement or don't have enough. And these facts all point to this big issue that a lot of us lack basic financial literacy and now that we've talked about some of these problems, maybe you could talk to us a little bit about where we can go from here. Yeah. So, you know, there are only a few states that require personal finance classes for high schoolers. I know Maine's not one of them. Um, I believe that if we had a more widespread financial education program and didn't just have a month designated to it, we actually implemented something worthwhile, we might have a lot more financially uh, literate people out there. And Without classes on finances, individuals are left to navigate the oftentimes confusing and ever-evolving world of finances on their own. And we see it all the time. I see so many people take on the burden of trying to figure out every aspect of their financial life. And granted, a lot of people can do it and they can do it on their own piece at a time, but sometimes it's hard to pull all those pieces together. And maybe you do need a little expertise on one realm over the other. And I don't know about you, but most people that I know would rather watch paint dry or do a host of other exciting hobbies than sit down and read a book about, you know, smart financial choices. So <clears throat> we're here to help. And I think we can at least help you navigate a portion of your retirement uh, portfolio and keep you on track for the things you're looking to accomplish later in life. Yeah. And I think that is huge. And I know how, how you love to help people uh, make the right choices and help them uh, succeed. Uh, but it is so important to be knowledgeable on this subject because it's going to affect our lives so much. I mean, retirement is a huge part of our lives, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it will affect us a lot, but it's easy to put things off until they really become a like a glaring problem, you know, just staring you right in the face and you're like running out of time. And I see a lot of people do that. They come into the office at you know, 50, 55, and they're telling me they haven't done anything for retirement planning. They're just going to lean totally on social security, but it's just, I think in most cases it's not going to be enough. And unfortunately many people don't realize how important it is to learn about, you know, the smart money choices until it's too late and they maybe can't afford the retirement or future that they'd always like envisioned or dreamed of or had hoped for. But I guess, you know, hopefully parents and public schools and employers and universities begin taking steps to promoting financial wellness. Hopefully we see that come to fruition in the schools. Um, I know employers, there are some really good employers out there that bring people like me into their organization and do educational courses from time to time. And then we offer obviously the main money Academy, which I talked to you about Tony, the main money where we do ongoing courses at the local community college here, uh, central Maine community college. 
And that's really helpful because we go over different topics and, you know, help people get the uh, much needed information that they're looking for and make sure that they're positioned correctly. And, you know, we can't sit around waiting for everything to happen. We got to go make it happen ourselves. And it's important for people to take advantage of those courses, whether it's in school, you know, high school or college or courses after school that uh, Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group offers through the, uh, the Main Money Academy. Yeah. And I think that's great. Now, uh, obviously, um, you know, we need education and you're here to provide that. But I think people should, I think our kids should be, that should begin in like sixth grade, in my opinion. They should start that at the end of grade school. And Yeah, maybe even sooner, Tony. I mean, when you think about um, how how the kids absorb language so readily at a young age, they would do the same thing with financial stuff. Yeah, I think personal finance should be taught right away and yeah. just keep it going. Um, we, uh, My kids go to an amazing, uh, they're in a great public school district, yep. and the schools are great, but they don't have a personal finance class until high school. Mm, yeah, And that's too late. Yeah. They've already developed habits. Yeah, like, I think you can build that foundation early. And Obviously, keep- parents have responsibility, and we... Uh, we work hard. We take it. We know we're responsible ultimately. But I think that the financial aspect and some of the knowledge you have that should be taught in schools and early on. Yeah, and not everybody's fortunate to have. You know, obviously you can't parent every child out there, and there are some families that don't don't have the yeah. financial literacy, never got it themselves as kids. So how can they pass it on when they don't have it themselves? You know. Well, maybe you could share some quick tips on how we can go about getting financial literacy. Yeah, it may seem overwhelming to get involved in your finances, but um, you'll be so much better off in the future if you start taking control of your financial life now, today. And I know we have to see so many people out there that procrastinate, but get a hold of it today. Um, start looking into it. Start a little, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So that's kind of the, kind of the way finances <laughs> are. And yeah, you can start by reading as much as you can and grab onto whatever you can. I know, I know what you're thinking, you know, hard pass on that kind of dull reading. But if you start small and get more into browsing uh, Money Matters related magazines and newspapers like the Wall Street Journal, Barron's, Fortune, Forbes, et cetera, um, you'll be surprised how quickly you start to get a grasp of things. I remember my uh, grandfather always said, just grab the Wall Street Journal and read it cover to cover, cover, whether you understand it or not. And I think if you do that, even if you're not understanding it all, you're starting to gradually absorb it. And another useful thing to start is using financial management tools. And when you connect a financial management tool like Mint or any other related service to your personal accounts, they will allow you to connect your checking, savings, credit cards, and mortgage. And you can watch them all come together and get uh, get on top of your money all in kind of one shot. And it's an easy way to manage your finances in one place and gain literacy over your own finances. Yeah. Yep. I think that's really important. And we do have to take control of our finances I know you can help. Um, those services, uh, they all sound helpful. Do you have any other tips for us? Yeah, I think one of the most important things you can do is ask the experts for advice. In the same way that you don't uh, or couldn't perform brain surgery on your own because you weren't you know, you know, trained in that skill, you should consult a trusted financial services pro with experience and someone that can help you understand how to budget and save and look at all the intricacies of each individual investment that you might have. And professionals can help you look at how you are, you know, handling your finances, make suggestions on how you can start to pay off any debts you have, um, consolidate and manage finances with a plan based on your unique situation. And aside from that, take advantage of 
um, you know, the networks you have access to, whether it's a podcast, webinar, blog, etc. You know, there are countless financial education options available to you. Be sure to look within your immediate network too. Consult successful friends or family in your circle of influence and utilize the knowledge that they have and, you know, can share with you and take advantage of those people that are heading in the right direction, utilizing the tools that they have and making smart financial situations um, even better. And there are truly endless options to expand your financial literacy. Yeah, exactly. Well, unfortunately, our time is up for this week's show. Craig, is there anything else you want to add before we go today? Well, I'm hoping that you got something out of the show today and have a better idea of some of the ways that you can become uh, more financially literate and not obliterate and take control of your money. And more importantly, however, I want to stress that you don't have to feel overwhelmed by your financial situation. So if you're feeling overwhelmed at all um, or just want an opinion or take a look at your unique, uh, your unique situation, feel free to reach out to us and we'd be more than happy to help. If you have any questions about today's show or comments, please don't hesitate to contact me at 855-625-3736. Like I said, I'm more than happy to help. You can visit our website, theinvestmentexecutives.org or themainmoneyshow.com, and we'll see you down for a complimentary consultation. All right. Well, that sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Main Money Show with our host, Craig Dixon. Thank you for listening to The Main Money Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Craig Dixon at Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group. Call 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit their website at theinvestmentexecutives.org. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA SIPC. Gradient Securities, LLC, and SEC registered in Investment Advisory offers investment advisory services under the DBA of Gradient Wealth Management. Gradient Securities LLC and its advisors do not render tax, legal, or accounting advice. Insurance products and services are offered through Investment Executives, Inc. Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group and Investment Executives, Inc. are not affiliated with Gradient Securities LLC. Craig Dixon and Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.